I don't think I have interest in jerking off a horse. <laughs> it's... I don't have an interest in it, but I would. Well, no, I mean, I, like, I wouldn't. Tr- I don't know. Like, I, it's not, I don't see it as a big deal. Obviously, I don't have a sexual interest. I don't think I even have an intellectual interest, though. That's true. I don't have a sexual interest. It wouldn't I, in the glory hole situation. I would not be. I wouldn't be like aroused. I don't think by that. That would be surprising. I'd be. Yeah, I don't think I would be. But uh, but I, but I am in. Yes, intellectually, you're like, oh, what would yeah. that be like? Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships in a way that is often controversial, but usually in good faith. We hope you'll enjoy our combination of candor and deadpan humor. Today, we're going to talk about the downsides of dating an older man. We'll revisit squirting, discuss whether there is a female version of so-called whiskey dick, and more. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. I fixed the awkward wording of the intro, but I still don't love it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you, you, you've decided to make our intro have the word faith in it. So tricky, tricky. <laughs> Might be triggering for some audiences. Yeah. Okay, I will continue to meditate on that. Maybe I can come up with something better. Um, Allie wrote in some comments about the downsides of dating older men. She said specifically, with respect to the most recent episode, there are several downsides of dating or sleeping with older men. And she points out that she's someone who likes it overall. So you ready for me to go through the list? Yes. Now? Okay. The first is ED, erectile dysfunction. What is that like, Keith? <laughs> Funny. Uh, I wouldn't know, but yeah, I presume as people get older, erectile dysfunction becomes an increasingly large or soft issue. Yeah, I mean, we've discussed this earlier, like uh, previously. I think uh, this a lot of times has to do with health status. Uh, so if somebody's fit, uh, for example, uh, there's a personal trainer at my gym who's in his 60s, and I'm pretty confident that guy is not having any problems in this department. But if you don't eat right, uh, don't exercise, smoke, drink, so forth, then yeah, you're going to have this at a younger age, I think. Sure. Deteriorating health correlates with age as well. In fact, Ellie goes on to say different activity levels. So I guess older dudes don't want to do stuff as much. Yeah. That could be irritating. Well, again, I mean, like she's okay. probably not selecting for people who are fitness obsessed or fit fitness uh, enthusiasts. Could be. Although I think she would argue that she's not here to defend herself though. So I'll continue. Okay. Uh, she says older guys are more likely to have no friends. That's probably true. Yeah. I mean, if they're single, that seems like a risk. I mean, I'm not sure even if they did have friends that were their own age, that might be tricky for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he might want, yeah. like I, there was a, uh, actually I tried to defend the guy a little, there was a posting in the sugar lifestyle forum, uh, about a guy mm-hmm. who, a woman who's 22 dating a guy who's in his sixties. Maybe you saw this one, Keith. Did you see it? It was on last night. 22. I, I, I would be surprised if I didn't see it. What, tell me one more oh, thing. He, about uh, it, maybe she was complaining because he kept telling his friends that he was just renting her and she didn't like that term enough. <laughs> no, but I actually jumped in and uh, made a comment because the way I read it, so she, of course, everybody, because in that forum, if you say something like that, everybody's just going to back up the woman typically just, you know, oh, yes, dump him. Yes. He's terrible. He's awful. And I said, I don't know if he means what you think he means. What he might mean is just that he knows that he's only a temporary kind of part of your life. Like he's basically saying like, look, I can't. Oh, he might be self-deprecating. Yes. Yes. Like that was actually how I took it. And maybe it's like uh Hmm. Maybe she just like generationally can't see that meaning of, of that word. It is a little weird saying you're renting someone because it does imply, imply prostitution, but I've, yeah. it's so, it's so strong, right? Like it's yeah. not, it's not really that funny. And it, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. I mean, it's possible. She's I think he means what I, what it's I'm a, saying because he, yeah, he's basically, yeah. Anyway. yeah. Uh, that's neither here nor there, but all right. Anyway. Uh, Allie goes on. She says, any woman in his life will be suspicious of you. <laughs> oh, for sure. True. Yeah. People will think that she's a gold digger or, I mean, yeah, it's an interesting question. Uh, the average woman, whether she would suspect or even be aware of sugaring. I don't know. Yes. But if you see a much younger slash more attractive woman with a older, less attractive man, I think people's minds go in a certain oh, direction. Sure. They're going to expect at least that there's some kind of financial element involved. Right. Yeah. She said it's harder to make friends as a couple, which I guess is true. I don't have that many couple friends where like, 
Alyssa and I hang out with another couple and we're mutually entertained by that. But yeah, I guess that could be. I mean, it could, I could see it going both ways in terms of, let's say that uh, the younger woman has a number of female friends and there's some opportunity to hang out with her and the guy. It could go positively if the guy's entertaining and has good stories and is not self-obsessed and stuff. Like if he's willing to kind of enter more into their world than try to jam right. them into her, his world. But it could also go terribly where he's just like, let me recount some war stories to you. And they're just like, oh, great. You know, this is boring. Right. Yeah, no, if I were a young woman, I would love to bring me to a party. I think I'm charming and funny and have good stories and yeah. can relate. It but... requires like some social intelligence to not dominate the conversation mm-hmm. and to say things that, you know, maybe they don't know about, but you can say them quickly and get to the point and move on, you know? Yeah. Right, right. Okay, the last one she says is there's greater potential that he'll leave you for someone younger because he must have done it before. That's true. It's like, yeah, if you once a cheater, always a cheater. Once a uh, young lady dater, always a young lady dater. Well, that one, I I don't totally understand this one. Uh, Although, I mean, I have to say that uh, living in the San Francisco Bay Area as I do, uh, a really common thing you see is men who have small children who appear to be inappropriately old, meaning way Mm. too old to have children that small. And so it is very common. And and this I think has to do with cost of living, if nothing else, uh, because you need to have (laughs) saved up some money to buy a house or whatever here. It is pretty common actually for uh, people with maybe a 20 year age gap to get married and have kids. So maybe that's what Ali's referring to here is like a woman who it's not, it's not a true like sort of, uh, I, I realize she's not talking about a sugaring situation, but it's not a true situation where you know that it's that it can't last. She's she's basically saying, well, maybe the younger woman wants it to last, which is a little weird to me. I, I think that, that is what she's saying. Yeah. yeah, she's saying she likes dating older men. She's interested in pursuing a long or permanent relationship with an older man. And there's a concern that he'll eventually trade her in for a younger model as well. Right. And I mean- yeah, that gets back to something we were talking about last episode about what if a woman pursues that strategy and then she reaches a certain age where she's no longer, I mean, it's, yeah, it's exactly that problem. She's no longer uh, in her early 20s or whatever. And then now she's kind of in a, a bad situation because it's not, it's not right. clear who her target audience is anymore. What quick thing on older men having much younger children. I was, I, I had a college roommate who whose dad was 82. So yeah. my roommate would have been 18 at the time. So that means that the dad was 64 when when he was born. Uh, he was Eastern European. I think it's really common in Eastern European cultures for people to have, uh, the men to have several wives and to often have children with you know, they'll have a, they'll have a wife who an, an ex wife who's seventy, an ex wife who's fifty, and a current wife who's thirty. I think that's not super uncommon. I think that that I mean, I th- could see that being a historically <laughs> a historically adaptive behavior for men of some of means, right? Just it right. makes sense. I mean, why right. wouldn't they? And I don't even think I could imagine a cultural context where, say, the seventy and fifty year old woman aren't even mad at him for doing that. They're just like, oh yeah, this is just how our culture works. Is like this man is successful, he has money. And he, yeah, he's just going to across his life, have three or four wives and they could still remain friends. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember at the time I was, I don't know about outrage, but very surprised to hear about (laughs) such a setup, but yeah, now it makes more sense. Right. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, The second thing I wanted to follow up on is (laughs) there's just a great post on Reddit today about squirting. And I, Hmm. I feel like this, this backs up your theory that all squirting is incontinence. Uh, and this is written by a woman. So I think that this, this will, I don't know, lend a, let another plank to your argument. This person says first squirting orgasm. I feel like I have to pee and I'm a bit self-conscious about it. Hi everyone. I'm 20 year old female. Pretty sure I had my first G spot orgasm orgasm and first orgasm ever today. Except the thing is I'm pretty sure I squirted. I've had a lot of trouble coming with partners and even alone in the past, because I always feel like I had to pee during the buildup. So I don't let it go being afraid that I'll pee. However, today I peed before I started masturbating. Uh, when I got to the part where I felt like I was going to pee, I just kind of let go and a ton of clear liquid came out. It smelled very faintly like pee, but it was very clear. I'm a bit confused about what happened, but now I'm afraid that there will be a crap ton of liquid if I ever come with a partner and it'll be a hassle to clean up. 
I'm also wondering if I even came at all. I've never had a clitoral orgasm. All right, blah blah blah. Uh, I like the yeah, this this uh, mysterious clear liquid. I like the uh, if I ever come with a partner, which is very realistic for a woman. Like it's she's she's being honest. She, this <laughs> she's seems an unusually fact. honest woman. Now s- someone will say, I know, I know. Going through the minds of somebody in our audience is, well, wait a minute. She peed before she started. Now here, look, everyone's had the following experience. Yeah. You pee, you get in bed, you're going to go to sleep and you don't yeah. fall asleep immediately and you have to pee again. And mm-hmm. maybe only because, you know, you brushed your teeth, I hope, before bed and you maybe drank some water and it's only been 10 minutes and you immediately have to pee. And then, yep. and then, and I think everybody's had this experience, you pee. And then you go back to bed and then you have to pee again in like another 10 minutes. And this is the thing is your, your bladder actually, you can look up, you can look up, it's easy to look up. And I don't know the data right off the top of my head. I should memorize it for the show. The rate at which your kidneys put fluid into your bladder, but it's surprisingly high actually. Like it, there's constant flow of a small amount of liquid into your bladder. And so 10 minutes is plenty of time or whatever time she spent doing the deed here. Sure. And so, and, and, oh, and there's one other thing. And yeah, you it, do. It, in that situation, it does typically tend to be clear. Like I have uh, watched, it, it actually is clear. I've watched and people can do this experiment at home. I've watched the pee uh, in that situation, turned the light on and looked at it and it is reliably clear. And why did I do that? Why did I look? Because sometimes like yellow, very yellow pee, I think, I'm not sure how scientific this is, but seems like it could correlate with dehydration. So I wanted to see yes. like, am I, am I, you know, why am I peeing repeatedly while trying to go to sleep and, uh, universally, uniformly it's clear and not, does not have yeah. an odor. I've not tasted it, but, uh, it, it, this, that's what's going on here. Yeah. Okay. I have two follow-up thoughts. The first is, yeah, I also have this experience sometimes when I go to a movie theater, I'll pee during the previews. So I'm not going to have to pee during the movie. And then, you know, 10 minutes later I have to pee again and I'm sort of annoyed. And then I have to suffer through that for the entire three hours. You could show wear a diaper. Avengers part part forty. I could. Maybe I should. Maybe I should do that. Uh, movie theaters are often cold, so it would have the benefit of warming also me shame up on that shame on you too. for watching the Avengers of any kind. Uh, I have not seen a single of those movies. I'm proud of that. I haven't. I was oh, making a joke about. Well, okay, actually, that's not true. I have seen some Avengers in, the, in the movie theater, but yeah, the the latest ones are like. 14 hours the only long. thing I can, I, uh, the other thing I is, was going to say, the, the only thing I can imagine being fun about such a movie, uh, is, um, like inappropriately like clapping or cheering during the movie, like inappropriately loudly. <laughs> I remember, uh, uh, going to the theater and watching, um, uh, Armageddon, which was like in the late nineties. And I knew yeah. I'd already seen it or something. I knew basically what happened. And I had like a set of inappropriate things to like sh- exclaim during the movie. And that was kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Cause it was a terrible movie. That was, course. That was back in the day when people would see movies multiple times. I think Titanic and Armageddon were famously yeah. seen by, you know, people like, you know, 12 times right. or something. Okay. The one other thing I wanted to say is, yeah, I think that was a good takedown of a common confused uh, argument that women make about squirting is they'll say like, I peed right before and it was so clear and it was only faintly pee smelling. It's like, okay, well, I think they think that's dispositive that it must be some other uh, fluid, but it's not. Yeah, it's, men might have, if anything, it's go ahead arguing that it is. Yeah, pain. men might have more insight into this because men um, have can see their yeah, exactly. Men have a little more interaction with their pee, perhaps. I mean, although women have the interaction of like wiping with toilet paper, which is not typical for a man, but I still think men have more. Uh, the pee is closer to your your face when you're peeing. And you you sort of see the beginning, middle, and end of the pee stream and so forth. And I think I think I think men know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, I see my pee every time I pee, and so I've seen all the different characteristics and smells it can right. have. You really can't um, ignore it. It'd be hard. I mean, you could, but it's it's unusual to ignore it because you you want to make sure it goes in the toilet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Instead of our normal. Uh, porn viewing segments. Well, we're still going to look at porn, but it's not going to be a video. Mm. It's going to be of a uh, young lady who I think is extremely attractive. Mm. And I'm curious if you also agree. The reason why I wanted to share this is we had this conversation years ago where you and another friend of ours, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, uh, argued somehow that there are some porn stars who are 10, 10s, 
I think that's actually not the case. I think there are some very attractive porn stars, but I think the most attractive people don't get into porn. They're so attractive that they don't need to get into porn. And so they get into something else. Um, but this woman, I think, is so attractive that it sort of flies in the face of my theory there. So anyway, I'm pasting you a link to a website called popular.pics. And what it does is it scrapes subreddits or a Reddit user's profiles or the subreddit's entire history for pictures. And uh, actually, you can sort by top of the day, top of all time. Uh, I'm not sure what the default thing is. It looks like it's just the most recent is the default. Maybe I should have sorted by top all. But anyway, have you received this link? And we'll, of course, put this link in the show notes. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I, I'm uh, looking at her uh, tattoos. I'm noticing, um, I mean... Ah, uh, yes, tattoos. You don't like tattoos, I forgot. Well, it's so common now that it's sort of hard to... I mean, you're, you're almost saying you don't like women below a certain age at that point. Um, yeah. She... Uh, I notice uh, very large quantities of facial makeup, which is tricky because Mm. it's going to limit our uh, understanding of her attractiveness. Yep. Um, I'm thinking uh, we've got breast implants here. Actually, I'm certain of it. I was. I'm certain of it. Okay. Well, how are you certain? Mm. There's a video. yeah, it's a little hard because it's so the way this website is set up yeah. is there's like three columns, at least on my monitor of pictures and videos scrolling down. But do you have three columns as well, Keith? I have four oh. here. I'll shrink the window. Okay. I, I shrunk the windows. So okay. So uh, on, if you take the right hand column, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> What's the caption? Oh, good. That's a better system. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see. Well, it's kind of gross. Um, oh, she posts on Real Girls, which is interesting because pros are not supposed to post on there. Uh, I can't tell which cat is. Is the caption below the picture or above it? Yes, it's okay. below. So I'm sorry. I don't. It's are you? Oh God! <laughs> it's are you into <laughs> gruel eating? Actually, I think it's above. But okay, are you into gruel? And gruel uh, is spelled G R O O L. I know. Yeah. Okay. So are you into gruel eating? Because I am. No, no, it is. Yes, as well. and she has the gruel. Yes. She has the gruel going between yes. her fingers. Now zoom in on thumbnail. her left breast, which is um, fully exposed. Her left. Her viewers, correct. right? So there's mm-hmm. some kind of. Um, this is the one that I felt was dispositive. It it doesn't look natural because uh, I, I I think you can see a contour, uh, kind of part way over, maybe 25% of the way over in the breast, I think. I think there's sort of a, a very mm-hmm. faint contour that you can see that I think is the bag of the breast implant. And then the natural breast tissue is sort of to the left of that, more toward the center. Uh, and I think that's indicative hmm. of the implant. Yes. I think you may be right. That's disappointing. I have... They're just too, um, they're, they're sort of prominent. Of course, you know, I'd have to like, if I watched a video and watched them move, I could get some sense of like how naturally they move. Yeah, actually, search for the caption, taking nudes at the beach. Okay, got it. And it's actually an outtake, but her breast in that photo is too shapely, I think, to be natural. Yeah, it's ironic because I don't view that as, yeah, I mean, spherical. I don't view that as shapely. I view it as like weird looking. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. Fine. No. Not misshapen enough or not (laughs) floppy enough. Okay. Okay, these are interesting critiques. Okay, so first off, <laughs> if you would have asked me before we had this conversation, does her name is Dainty Wilder, by the way, <laughs> or her, her quote unquote name. Uh, if you would have asked me before this conversation if she had tattoos, I would say, I have no idea. I don't remember. I, I, I basically just don't see them. They don't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the extent I notice them now, her tattoos are kind of cool. Anyway. Uh, the face makeup is copious, but it's not, it's applied in such a way that I think is exclusively additive to her attractiveness. Like it doesn't, it does bother me that she wears so much makeup. And now that you pointed out, I'm noticing it a lot and I'm sort of annoyed, but, uh, it's not my, my problem with makeup is when it is worn in such a way that I think actually makes them look worse, right? Like they'll put on big fake eyelashes or, 
I don't know. I actually don't know what the things are. I'd have to think about it a bit, but there are things that people can do makeup wise that actually really turn me off. She does not do any of those. It's not so much that it's that it, it makes me, it makes it harder to understand what she actually looks like. And I I know this because I've seen uh, various videos of women who were look. Yeah. On off. Yeah. And 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 there are usually women will basically say these things like, Oh, I'm not that attractive, but with makeup, I'm really hot. And actually they are attractive without the makeup. Like they're, I don't think you can take somebody who's genuinely unattractive and, 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 and transform them into someone who's attractive. So I'm sure this woman is attractive without makeup. It's just, a, it's a little bit difficult to know what she actually looks like because she has this sort of pattern of makeup she uses every single time. And it's, yeah, just, I don't, I, I feel like I, uh, I feel like if she didn't have her makeup on and I saw her in the grocery store, I wouldn't recognize her. Yeah. I think you may be right. Gosh, I'm looking at some other pictures here and yeah, her breasts are obviously <laughs> implants. The, uh, I noticed she has a somewhat prominent chin. So that's obviously a plus for you. <laughs> chin, okay. chin man. For, for our non-long time listeners, there's a, there's a meme that is possibly correct that I like strong chins. I don't think I like strong chins. I think I don't notice them. I think it's like tattoos where... Right. Uh, it's not in my selection criteria. It's not something that that affects my my vetting of a person's uh, sexual viability. Yeah. What do you think about her body shape generally? Like her amount of body fape, fat and her. Curves well, I mean, and that she's obviously very shapely and attractive. I'm not going to complain about that. Her her there. I I don't know what shape face she has, but like there's some. It's yeah. I mean, like she has a particular. She has a very opinionated shaped face, meaning like it's not, it, 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 uh, it's not generic. Like it's, it's, it, well, it sort of is generic in the sense that there's a lot of women that post photos like this that have a face that's shaped like that, but it's not the most common face shape. Like, right. If I, if I just went out and walked around, I wouldn't see many women with this face shape. Sure. She's, she's, she's a, yeah, we haven't described her at all, but yeah, she's a white brunette person and, uh, that is sort of, I guess, a, a classic American thing. But yeah, there's something a little bit, I don't know if exotic's the right word, something a little bit unusual about her face. Um, okay, final thing. Uh, her eyes are slightly further apart than usual, I think. Uh, what do you think her percentile of eye distance is? From a from zero to, or whatever, from a, a man's eye distance to, uh, the, what is the woman, uh, the Fox news host who has her eyes? She's, she's African-American lady who has her eyes like unbelievably far apart. You know who I'm talking about? I don't know. It's I, the only African-American Fox person I know is Candace Owens. It's her, Candace Owens. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, right, cool. uh, she's, uh, she, yeah, and she's, she, she, her eyes are insanely far apart. And this woman I would say is like, you know, 20, uh, she, oh no, this woman is more than 50th percentile, but I don't know, maybe, maybe 80th or something. Whereas Candace Owens is like 99.9th. Yeah. Like she looks very strange if you think about it. Huh. I have other problems with the Candace Owens, but yeah, her eyes, I've just Googled her. Her eyes are not super close to each other. Um, okay. Well, I think. For our next episode, you should bring somebody that you think is in the upper echelon of attractiveness, and then I can critique her and pr- break your vi- break your vision of her. Oh, all right, break your fantasy. Yeah. Um. Okay, one more thing. So, uh, speaking of eye distance, did, did we bring up Amanda Seyfried last episode, or did we talk about that offline? No, it was offline. Uh, yeah. Why? Okay. I heard, well, I saw a thing that, I, so she was in that movie, uh, she was in the movie with Lindsay Lohan, Mean Girls. I oh, think. that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good, sorry. What I mean is it's a good time frame to uh, consider what she looked like. Yes. Right. So I saw an interview with her recently that she was uh, complaining. So I guess her character in that movie has some sort of thing where... Uh, she says her boobs can tell the weather or something. She says she has like ESPN and you know, the joke is she's too stupid to know that she's trying to say ESP mm-hmm. and people have commented her to her about this scene. And she just says that she thinks it's gross. Cause she was 18 at the time that that scene was filmed. And it like bothers her that people even mention it. It bothers her in what way? Because they're sexualizing an 18 year old. 
presumably that was her concern. That's interesting. I mean, it's a little silly, I think, because people have to know where, I mean, people have to be, I think it's best to be realistic about uh, your assets and liabilities. And if a woman is unable to understand that the primary asset that an 18 year old actress has is not her uh, cunning wit, her knowledge of uh, (laughs) classic film theory, uh, that in fact her, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, if she's unable to see that, it's like, look, I mean, yeah, the, uh, the audience is sexualizing you. I mean, honestly, even the women in the audience are sexualizing you. That's what's going on. I mean, they might be putting right. themselves in right. and saying, oh, I wish I looked like that or I wish I were her, but every, that's the point of having a starlet. And so then suggesting that sexualizing the person is gross or, or strange. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just shows like a deep, uh, cultural misunderstanding, um, it's funny you should mention that, actually. I saw another thing yesterday. Maybe I got to it after reading this thing about Amanda Seyfried, but it was Kelly McGillis. Is that is that the name of the actress in uh, Top Gun? Yeah, Kelly McGillis. She's the love interest of Tom Cruise in the original Top Gun. And there's a new Top Gun coming out, and somebody was interviewing her about, oh, did you get approached to be in this movie? And she said, no, absolutely not. Uh, I'm fat and old now. I'm you know, I'm sure they wouldn't be interested. And yeah, she basically understands what's going on there. And, right. I think, I, I mean, I uh, would say that, look, if I, I just, I, I took a look at the headline that you were referring to <clears throat> about uh, being grossed out by, it was, it was primarily like her, her reaction to men repeatedly asking her. It was in the movie and I don't, Oh, Amanda yeah, Seyfried. I, I don't, I don't think I've seen the movie recently enough to remember this so it didn't stand out to me maybe it should have maybe i'll rewatch it uh i probably won't <laughs> it's like but uh the yeah apparently she could predict the weather by holding her breasts and that's the thing that men got into like the notion that they sexualized her and they like the idea of her putting her hands on her breasts look i mean i can understand how that's confusing to a person if uh if we lived in an alternate or disappointing yeah, if we lived in an alternate reality where there was some collection of people, some large percentage of the population who just all, you know, I'd done something kind of interesting or I I felt like I was an artist or something. And all they wanted to talk about was this scene where like I talked about holding my testicles or, uh, you know, how, you know, how I aim my penis or something. And it's just like, why are you only interested in this part of my body? That would be strange. And I think that is basically the situation that women find themselves in is like men are crazed with uh, these sort of minute details of uh, their physicality. And I can see that being frustrating because it's like the opposite of caring about the woman's uh, intellectual capacities. So I can understand that. Um, yeah. I mean, the only thing I can say back is it's balanced. Uh, there are a lot of crappy things uh, that women sort of immediately think and, and do in relation to men that are, you know, that kind of balance it out. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's right. And, and also, yeah, I mean, she'll have the experience soonish. I don't know how old she is now, but she's she's getting older where she'll start to acutely feel her sexual desirability dropping and her experience will, will change again. And that'll be irritating for her as right, well. Women. I think it's consistent for both of those experiences to be disappointing, right? The first is that you're being valued for your sexuality, you know, from a very young age. And then it's disappointing again as uh, people are valuing that for you less as you age. That's right. Women essentially <clears throat> get to experience a Benjamin Button version of a man's life, of a successful man's life. A man who's successful starts off yeah. kind of a loser, nobody pays attention, and then maybe gets a good career. Maybe they become an investment banker or something, make a bunch of money, and all of a sudden they're 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 somebody. They're no longer invisible. Women, it's the exact opposite, right? They're they're visible. Right, everybody sees right. them, and then they turn a certain age, and they're invisible. Yeah, and it's just the way it is. Yeah. All right, let's move on to a Reddit topic. Uh, this person asks, ladies, getting whiskey dick is fairly common, right? She's whiskey dick in quotes. She's going to talk about the female version of whiskey mm. dick. Uh, she says, I call it martini vagini, but I'm just making sure that it's not actually uncommon for someone's vagina to basically turn to stone when they're drunk. When I'm drunk, it's like all my nerve endings go numb and my boyfriend who doesn't drink always tries to offer to quote, take care of me when I come on to him <laughs> in that state, when all I want to do is achieve the emotional pleasure of giving him a blowjob, knowing full well that no matter what he does, I will not reach climax on my end. I just want to make sure he knows that women also suffer from the effects of alcohol and it's nothing against his abilities or my desire to be with him physically. People with vaginas back me up here. It's actually a topic I haven't thought about much. It makes sense. 
Well, there's a few interesting things, and we can go in a number of directions here. The first is she's not interested in sex knowing full well that no matter what he does, I will not reach climax on my end. So a lot of women say at least, and I think actually believe that they are still very interested in sex, even if they think it's unlikely for them to have an orgasm. This woman seems to not. Feel no, she does that. because she's interested in giving him a blow. And I think she would be interested. I'm, I'm, I, I took from that, that she would be fine with a male centered PIV experience. Right. Uh, I don't know. Well, hold on, yeah. hold on. Let me reread this and see if you still think that. All right. It says, when I'm drunk, it's like all my nerve endings go right. numb. And my boyfriend always tries to offer to take care of me when I come on to him in that state, when all I want to do is achieve the emotional pleasure of giving him a blowjob. So it's not the physical pleasure That's of right. giving him a blowjob. It's the emotional pleasure. And she's not really interested in something that would give her phys- well, That's right. could give her physical but pleasure. But I'm just saying that like, I think she could also get, I took it, I took the emotional pleasure comment to mean that she could also get pleasure from PIV. And also I think that it is okay. There could be like a lubrication issue and that could be taken care of in various ways. Um, but yep. I, uh, yeah, I mean this, I, in my mind, this falls in the category of, uh, yes, like she could, um, have a good experience with, uh, yeah, without, um, without having an orgasm. And she's basically saying like, I'm not going to have an orgasm and, 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 and he's basically refusing to acknowledge that reality. I don't know if he's refusing to acknowledge it. He's just trying to be generous. And I think he's confused that she doesn't want to receive or I, I mean, generally, so the, I think the reason why, the reason why this is ever, so it's unusual for one of these topics not to have, have occurred to me. The reason why this doesn't occur to me is that I, my base assumption is that a large percentage of the time women have difficulty achieving orgasm. I've had that situation before too. I think in the sort of whiskey dick, like I've had you like just in the same way, like you can, as a man, be drunk and have trouble getting an erection. You can also, and in my experience, sort of maybe more commonly for me, be able to get an erection, but just not, you're not going to finish. <laughs> like, it's just not, yeah, you can't like, right. it's not going to happen. Like, like what, what those hormones aren't accessible or something. And so it's not going to happen. And I've had that experience. I think you might, I think you might be, your nerve endings might be desensitized a little bit. I don't be. know if for the same reason, it's harder to get an erection, right? It, it affects your circulation in such a way that maybe affects your ability to feel stimulus as well. I'm not right. sure. And so, uh, I, but, but generally like my base case is that that's a, so I know my point was like, it's, I, I know what it feels like as a man to not be able to sort of get there. Uh, and I know that for a woman that's much more common. And so I generally think, okay, like this is a thing that's really common for women and they have this emotional experience that they enjoy. So that's fine. Um, okay. And the reason I bring that up is that this guy sounds like one of these guys who doesn't understand that or isn't fine with it. And so therefore is um, one of these guys who kind of insists on the woman. There's you see this a lot, like in videos and posts and stuff like that is, you know, women hate it when a guy's like, are you there yet? Are you almost there yet? Is it, you know, are you going to come soon? Yeah. And it's, he's doing that to her. And, and yeah, I mean, what she needs to do is just have like a sober conversation with him and just be like, look, like I don't like some large percentage of the time I don't climax and it's fine. Like, and I enjoy it still. You know, and it's, and I'll let you know if yeah. I think I'm going to be able to get there or not. It, yeah. Um, and yeah, alcohol, it makes sense that alcohol would be one of those situations. I just like, because that happens a significant percent of the time with women, like I've never thought of alcohol as being like a contributor, but it makes sense that it would be. Yeah. I mean, I've seen various things with partners and the way alcohol affects their, their ability slash relation to sex. So the first is um, I've seen women who don't get as lubricated when they're, when they're drunk as they, as they do when they're not. I've seen women who can't or struggle much more having an orgasm when they're drunk. And I want to tease out what I know you're thinking, which is like, oh, maybe they're just being honest when they're drunk in a way that they're not when they're sober. Hmm. That could be the case. But I think I think some women, for the same men reason that it's harder for some men to orgasm when they're drunk, I think it, it could also be the, the case for women. I've seen women who can orgasm more easily when they're drunk. Mm-hmm. I think what's going on there is they feel uh, their desensitization because the alcohol notwithstanding, I think they feel emotionally or mentally more free or less insecure. And so it makes orgasming them orgasming easier 
for them. That's that's so, believable. Yeah, I, I think that's just, like, like the caution I would just put in there is that like you don't actually know if they orgasmed in any of those situations, pretty much, and so it's tricky. Right. I mean, yeah, you have to modulate that against right. everything, and then you have to modulate like what they're saying. <laughs> you know, there's there's some truthiness value you assign to anything anybody's saying, and something they're saying about something they may be insecure right. about. They may be protecting me, and they may be drunk. You know, the truthiness factor there has. Yeah. To be the only time I would the considered. only time I would feel like the truthiness is very close to 100, percent and I'm sure this happens a lot, is in a when the guys in a relationship with a woman for a long period of time and they happen to have like the kind of relationship where he, they're very honest. And like, I'm sure that happens that you, you, where you can say, look, I actually know because she would just wouldn't fake. She just doesn't feel the need to. Right. Uh, and she would just right. tell me and like, I'm, that's probably pretty common, you know, but, but other right. than that, I think you have this issue of yeah. Truthiness as you said. Yeah. I mean, I've had relationships with, uh, I think, five or six or seven women that were at least a year long. And so in those cases, I feel like the, and all of them drank, drank. And so, uh, yeah, like I, I think what they were reporting in those cases was, was fairly honest. Anyway. All right, let's move on to the next topic. This one is just sort of ridiculous and I don't exactly understand what's going on. So maybe you can help. Uh, this person says using a massage gun to turn my penis into a magic wand meat vibrator. Uh, the other day, I saw a video on TikTok where someone uses a massage gun to make his fingers vibrate like crazy. This gave me an idea. What if I use the strong pulsation of the massage gun against my penis base? The gun has an attachment like a Y, so I used that one, pressing above my penis base, and, well, how to say, my penis turned into an alive magic wand. It's crazy how strong it can make your penis vibrate. The best thing is that as the vibration is in the penis root, it's not enough to make me orgasm. That's a weird thing to say. Vibration doesn't make me orgasm. Right. Uh, anyway, he goes on. The next logical step was trying this with my partner. So we tried with the gun pulsating at the base of my penis and my penis head pressing against her clit. She orgasmed in less than a minute. And after that, yeah, I know she's, and after she's like, get this, this fucking cyborg <laughs> away from me. <laughs> right. And after the second orgasm, she made me stop because the sensations were over. That's believable. That part's true, yes. <laughs> as I didn't orgasm, I started fucking her as usual. But at some point, I realized that I could use my vibrating penis while it was inside her. So we moved to doggy Jesus position Christ. and I tried the previous setup by my penis, aiming to her posterior fornix. Not moving, but pressing as deep as Good possible. Terminology. Massage gun pulsating into my penis. Yeah, this guy is uh, clinical. <laughs> Result, a continuous orgasm for her with strong contractions that may become like crazy. <laughs> At the end, she, she said that the only, that only the satisfier, oh, I guess the satisfier is the name of a, of a yes, vibrator, yes. has made her come as fast and as strong than the meat wand. That, and meat wand is in quotes, that's what he's calling this. For sure, something to repeat. I know everyone is different, but if you like the strong vibrations, you have a massage gun, this is something yeah, you have no. to try. It's, yeah, the, the satisfied. It's like the, the crowd pleaser. Uh, oh, wait, yeah. hold on. One more thing. Edit. He says the spot I refer to is the posterior fornix. So he didn't know that initially. Somebody oh, must have said that. Yeah. In the, this has 3,000 upvotes, by the way. So somebody must have said that in the comments. And he yeah, later someone helped him out there. It. Yeah. So the uh, this yeah. reminds me of the guy who, this is from like, 10 episodes ago, it was some guy who like, quote unquote, figured out <laughs> that, uh, what was it? It was something like he could swap his cock out for a strap on and just keep going. <laughs> right. He's like, he's like, okay, I, yes. I've orgasmed, but let you, but you can orgasm more. And his poor girlfriend or wife is just like, oh no, like this is never going to end. <laughs> this is the same type of situation. It's like, I'm, I think 95 plus percent probability that her psychological experience, like if she had to write the story of what happened here, it would not be the same. Like her story would be like, uh, you know, hubby came home with some weird device and he put a helmet on and like, you know, knee pads. Now he's got this thing and well, how am I going to get rid of this? Yeah. Right. So I immediately faked three orgasms to get him to stop. Right. right. Um, yeah, I don't. Okay. So the his reports of his partner's experience uh, set aside for a moment. What is he even doing here? What is the ba- what is he calling the base of his penis? Is this under his scrotum or on top of his? It's shaft? on top of his shaft. It's the, it's like the root, right? Yeah. Would you call that the base? Sure. If it's on top of your sure. shaft, yes, because it's like it's think really? about it like it's the base of a column. Yes. No, I understand what he means. 
I would call it the bottom. I feel like base bottom is, is much choice, more but... ambiguous because bottom could be like the bottom, like the along the length of it, right? Where the sort of urethra runs. All right, fine. Root right, root is the best word. All right, so, fine. Yeah. So he's he means root also implies underneath. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm perseverating over this. Okay, the top. Let's say he is applying this to the top of his shaft at, at the base. Now, wouldn't that hurt if you were just like uh, no? Because he's you know if you had like a high frequency pounding there. Well, I don't know what this meat hammer or whatever he's got is, does. Uh, this this uh, device <laughs> meat, meat one. No, but he, he has. The, but but the actual device that he's purchased uh, at Costco or whatever. Oh to, yeah, to... I think it's one of those. I think it's like a Theragun. Okay. It's like one of these things that like you know mashes your muscles to help <clears throat> soreness. So yeah, I mean, I think that could flow. well be painful and uncomfortable for him um i've certainly put a vibrator okay can i let me just say something here okay Mm -hmm. what what do women want i'm gonna tell you what women want (laughs) and uh, the female listeners can can nod or disagree or whatever uh what women want with a vibrator is it to be put in the right spot right and the right spot Mm -hmm. moves a little bit uh, it's going to, of course, be in, from lady to lady, and from moment to moment for the individual lady, right? Because you might desensitize an mm-hmm. area. You might, you know. So, so, but yeah, basically, it needs to be put in the right spot. Okay. Now, the man is not in the best position to know what the right spot is, and it can be, you know, millimeters make a difference here, right? I mean, you're not talking about, and it's true for a man's anatomy too, right? I mean, like these are the the spots, like nerves are not very large things, you you know, and the clusters of nerves are in certain spots, and so you have to control where it is. And so anytime the man is controlling this thing, it's not going to work as well. Now, why would a woman maybe want a guy to control the vibrator? Oh, because, you know, it's fun to have somebody else doing it to you, right? You don't know what's coming next. There's like a sense of mystery and also like there's a dominant submission thing. So it's not that a woman would never want something yeah, like this. The, the spirit of cooperation is Yeah, but like the, in general, he's create he's creating this like very brute force instrument to do something that's much like I like if I had to guess what the well look the most popular vibrator I think is that rabbit one and uh but but also like kind of ones that look like a lipstick or something very small that can be like very precisely directed like these are very popular like what he's describing is not what most women are buying right something that's very gross and operating over a large area I know I realize part of his vibrator is his penis so yeah if he is applying this to the base of his penis while penetrating her, how? First off, how do you even do that? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, well, you could imagine, yeah, the you know the base, the top of his shaft is closest to his to her clit, so maybe it is somehow vibrating her clit. I just don't understand what he's describing. Oh, here, I think I the main thing he's describing is not penetration. It's that he's making his penis vibrate and then putting the, the, the glands, the head of his penis sort of near her clit and then kind of holding uh. it down. So it's like this secondary vibration from this, whatever you called it, uh, power, power yeah, tool. A muted secondary vibration. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, I mean, I'm, okay. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying that like it, it's it's fine, like it's fine, and she's probably happy that he is happy about this. But uh, cutting out the middleman would be more effective to get her the highest possible sensation. Yeah, that's all. So yeah, there's some there's some uh, simulation going on on her part. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The top comments are: this guy is living in 2050, and then the top response to that is: facts. I want futuristic sex. Yeah, I, I think these people are having the wrong read here. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> this guy's meat wand. Let's yeah. move on to something else here. Uh, this person has a fair, fairly classic inquiry, but I have a question about it. This person says, why do I want to suck cock when I'm horny? Hey, hey all, so I'm a male 28, and ever since I was yeah. a teenager, I've always wanted to suck cock, but only when I'm horny, no other time. I mean, that's definitionally how that works. I'm not attracted to men in the slightest, even when I'm horny. Occasionally, I just get this overwhelming need to suck cock. It's very frustrating at times. I've never actually acted on it. Do any other guys get like this? I feel like people are just going to jump to the are you gay or bi assumption, but I don't look at men like that. Not even a little. I just have these wild thoughts and was hoping I wasn't alone in terms of wanting to suck cock and not actually being gay or bi. Uh, yeah, I think this guy is gay or bi. 
No, I, well, I've researched this, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, this is really common. This is really common. This is like amongst care bisexual people. No, no. Well, I mean, it's you can, yeah, you can, you can label it. Sure, <laughs> that's that's fair. You can label it, but I would say that here's the I thing. Mean, what is it to be gay? Yeah. It's. I'll tell you. It being gay is that you want to be in a relationship with a man, another man. You want to have like a romantic connection with another man. You want to kiss them. You want to, you know, do the things you want to do with a woman. You that you are sort of affectionately, romantically uh, attracted to them. This is purely, this is purely a guy like this is a guy who would be repulsed by all of those things, but he is when aroused interested in giving a blow. And like, I've seen this dozens and dozens of times. And here's what I want to tell you. How can this possibly, all right, go ahead. Well, that's okay. Fair, fair. Like why I, I, the way, the way I interpret it is, okay. That this is somebody who has their, when they're aroused, their disgust is unusually is suppressed unusually an unusually large amount. Mm-hmm. And so basically they're just like aroused by all genitals. Like, you know, they, they just, they're, they're just they, like the, whatever it is that sort of holds you in check as a man is unusually more gone for him just mm-hmm. when aroused. Mm-hmm. That's the way I interpret it. Uh, and that sort of makes sense to me. I mean, there, you, there could be, all, I mean, look, there's a lot of, a lot of crazy behaviors that men have around, sexual arousal. So that's not that surprising to me. Uh, here's the thing I want to say though. I have researched this and the men who actually go out and do it, they're not happy about it. <laughs> that's the thing I want to tell people. Like, so it's, it seems, I, I understand this is a thing where you think, oh, this is going to be fun. But let me tell you that. Yeah. I, I think I, I'm not sure how many stories I found and people can research around and maybe send in ones if they disagree. And I'm sure there's some guy out there that disagrees with us. Although then I would wonder if the guy might be gay or, or have more of a romantic interest mm-hmm. in that. But universally what I've encountered is guys who, yeah, the post nut clarity after doing this kind of thing is not good. They're just like, Oh yeah, no. I would expect not. Okay. So you're expecting yeah. me to, to believe that there are 100% hetero men. So of course, sexuality is a spectrum, right? And yeah, some people are more heterosexual than others, but this is, you know, let, let's, assume the existence of a maximally heterosexual person here can occasionally, uh, while aroused, have a desire to suck cock and it's completely orthogonal to being homosexual. It's like, uh, okay. I mean, look, I have not done done the research that you have apparently done on this topic. You spent an enormous amount of time in your life giving hand jobs. To myself, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I just—that's why it's not that weird. It's like the, all it doesn't—it doesn't it just takes a little bit of a, you just flip a couple bits here and you get, I go, oh, I, you know, with arousal, <laughs> like I, you know, and I just like look. I think uh, it's there are many. Software. I, th- I think if you're going to use that bits analogy, yeah, like I think it's, I think you're not supposed to do that, but maybe well, certain people. That's like a normative conclusion. That's like saying that all gay, you know, if you're gay, you're broken. sorry. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, sorry. That's the problem with that. It, it's maladaptive or something. Maybe, but I think I just think it's, not, it's unusual. There's nothing wrong with with being that way, but uh, it's uh, the the thing where I would differ is I don't I don't agree with the notion that this guy's gay or this guy's fooling himself. He's actually romantically attra- attracted to guys. I've seen this story so many times that I just don't think that's what it is. I think that he, I think he's being genuine, honest about what it is he wants. Uh, and I don't like look really. I, I don't you think, think that you think that like if you read a hundred accounts written like this person's. That I have. the average person is is not confused. Like it's just I, too many. I agree that this might be a thing. I, I'm not even sure if I do agree that this might be a thing. But it's to the, the Bill Cosby situation. This, what's the Bill Cosby situation? Uh, if if one if one woman said, uh, "Oh, hey, he slid me this pill," or if two, <laughs> but it was like 37, and and so yeah, I'm I'm a skeptical person. So if one woman says that, I think, oh, it's consensual. Oh, you're just making that up. Or something. you know, I would be skeptical. I'd be skeptical. Yeah. Like I want right. to believe a woman, but be, but when it's 37, I'm I go, okay, obviously it's true. Okay, and okay. that's the thing. I've just read too many accounts like this. Okay, but where they're very clear on this distinction. Yeah, yeah, but there's bazillions of men who are closeted. Even them, even to themselves, and who might uh, write something like this. Maybe there's, I don't know. maybe I, there's, maybe there's sufficient cues here that that guide you toward one hypothesis. I don't, to I don't the know. Other. I don't understand why you'd have so much skepticism about this. I mean, the look. I think if you were really, really aroused, mm-hmm. really super aroused, 
you could see yourself, you know. I cannot. Moving. No, no, not to there. I didn't get there yet. Uh-huh. Moving down and licking a woman's asshole, right? Oh, sure. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. So that's an arousal thing. Okay. I can see now, it. It's not something that like I'm really interested in doing. I think. Right. You were talking that's about. The point. You were talking about men, <laughs> heterosexual men who have blowjob, blowjob giving fantasies, actually enacting it and then immediately regretting. I feel like the situation might be similar uh, when I was eating out someone's Look, asshole, like I, I, it, it's n- it's not possible to clean it to a point where I wouldn't get like a little bit of yeah. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you that I would regret. I'll tell you when you would regret it. You would regret it something like twenty seconds after you ejaculate. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when this guy will regret that. That's why I'm, in co- I'm counseling people not to do it. Just like I would counsel people to be pretty circumspect about. Yeah, frankly, analingus. I would think about that too because because it's you're just what's going on is you're ultra aroused. I think that men should i think society should do look education the education system needs to educate men better about <laughs> states of arousal and this is never going to happen maybe we can do it uh, and how that alters the mind altering uh, properties of states of arousal and i do think look see this is the thing i could walk you down the path okay so there's now you're with this hyper attractive woman whose asshole you would lick but there's another guy in the picture okay would you do the wobbly H where she's up front and you're, he's up front and you're in the back. You might say yes to that. And now it's like, see, at some point you've got his dick in your mouth. You know, it's like, you're so aroused. It's such an amazing situation. Uh, you know, would you touch his penis? Like, I just think, yeah, and it's just not that weird to me that some guy could, could make that leap or, or that I, shift. I just feel like there's a big leap between, uh, in my, in my, case of being heterosexual between doing something with a partner of the opposite sex versus doing something with a partner of the same sex. Like, I think I'll, I'll say this, uh, if I, 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 this is true, actually, like the asshole could... is not nearly as far of a jump as a man's hang penis, on, hang on. a female ass. Uh, agreed. Agreed. I was just trying that, but that was sort I was trying to like lead you down the path a little. Yeah. Here, here's this. Let's say you were in. Okay. I'll put it, I'll make it myself. If I could be in a glory hole booth uh-huh. and wear clothing where I knew I wouldn't get any semen on me and <laughs> I'm safe, like nothing bad can happen to me and I can wear mm-hmm. gloves mm-hmm. and a guy's dick was through, I would probably like beat it off or something hmm. just to see what happens. <laughs> this, like this clinically. Gets back, this gets back to, uh, yeah, should people be more uh, sexually explorative? Uh, conversation from our last episode. It's not like it's hurting me. Like I'm not afraid of it. Now I would be right. afraid of things like I, I don't, don't want think the it's guy to show turn up me and, gay. And if it did, right. Maybe I want to know that anyway. Maybe I would have a more satisfying life. No, after. I'm not worried about that. I know it wouldn't turn me gay. It's just that, like, yeah, it's like I, I mean, I don't really care that much. It doesn't. I'm not afraid of it. Now I wouldn't want to give a blow because I don't want it in my mouth. <laughs> but like, if it was something very like third party, like third person, like that, where it's like or, you know, you're yeah, it's just like, and what I can did, stop at any time and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't. I, I don't know. It'd just be sort of entertaining. I like, I'd have no problem. I mean, there are people as a job who like jerk off uh, horses and I don't like, I would try that. Like, it's not, it doesn't make me gay. Like, I don't care. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I'd be yeah. curious. Like, what is it? What does his cock feel? Like, I don't know. Like, whatever. I don't think I have interest in jerking off a horse. <laughs> it's, I don't have an interest in it, but I would, well, no, I mean, I, like, I wouldn't, tr- I don't know. Like, I, it's not, I don't see it as a big deal. Obviously, I don't have a sexual interest. I don't think I even have an intellectual interest, though. That's true. I don't have a sexual interest. It wouldn't I, in the glory hole situation. I would not be. I wouldn't be like aroused. I don't think by that. That would be surprising. I'd be. Yeah, I don't think I would be. But uh, but I, but I am in. I, yes, intellectually, you're like. Oh, what would yeah. that be like? I have. I have. I think an in intellectual interest in trying various things in a glory hole situation with men. Yeah, sure, I can wrap my mind around you can, that you can understand what i'm talking about like as long as you were totally safe and right. you could stop at any time it'd be like it's like it's like just touch it it's like okay yes but, like, that right, sexual but i wouldn't interest, be like aroused fine but that intellectual interest doesn't become sexual interest when i'm horny which is what these men are sure. describing i'm just trying to like i'm trying to i'm just trying to sort of like walk around the sculpture here and try to understand different entry points yeah so like, it's just not that crazy to me that somebody would have a would i mean he's interested in his own penis and then, sorry, the one other entry point here is, and this one is, it's well, there's like the portal, you know, the video game portal. We've talked about this before. Like oh, if yeah. There was some way to have sex yeah, with yourself if, somehow. Or if you could like clone yourself, like, would you give yourself a blow? And it's like, that seems a way less bad because it's basically masturbating. And so like, I, there's various ways where I can understand how somebody would sexualize this. And I can also understand how you would separate it out from like wanting to kiss the guy. 
then it's like because that feels more like romantic. Huh. That's that's that feels very gay. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I liked your definition of of what constitutes homosexuality earlier. I thought that was that was pretty good. It's not just the occasional wanting to give a blow. There's there's like a much bigger universe yeah. of but, but emotions to be fair, and, people, and hetero, feelings. Hetero guys shouldn't do this because I I've not I have not read an account. Shouldn't where a guy indulge did this. this fantasy, you mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. When they're super aroused. And like, I think generally when men do kind of weird, unusual things, when they're hyper aroused, it's a mistake. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. And like, this one's one of them. They're, they're just going to, re- they're going to regret it later because it's just like, oh man, why'd I do that? Like, this is right. this, what's wrong with me. Like they, because they're not actually attracted to a guy. And so right. they just, they just let themselves do something insane. And yeah. that happens with all kinds of fetishes, you know? Yeah. I don't think, I mean, this person, the way they described their kink is that they just when they're maximally horny want to give a blowjob they definitely don't want any of the other things that come along and so to the extent that that's true i'm skeptical but to the extent that there are a lot of men that have this thing and that's true and they are actually indeed heterosexual and they're not just closeted or whatever to the extent that that's possible and true yeah i mean it's not surprising that actually indulging it uh, is a disaster okay let's move on right uh, this is an old favorite topic of ours. Uh, my girlfriend wants a threesome and IDK how to feel. I don't know how to feel. Me, 18-year-old male, have been dating my partner now, 18-year-old female, for a while now. Uh, I would consider our sex life to be very good. We have sex on a very regular basis, and it is long, fun, and enjoyable for both of us. So he's such a child writing this. We have talked yeah. about items on our bucket lists and she has brought up that she really wants to have a threesome her idea of a threesome is me another man and her surprise surprise i am very uncomfortable every time i think about it i do not want a threesome at all whether it be me another guy and my girlfriend or me another girl and my girlfriend i feel like if i have a threesome with her i won't be able to look at her the same i feel like sex is something important that we share with each other and only each other the thought of another man entering her and her enjoying it makes me visibly uncomfortable visibly it's poor word choice am i just insecure and jealous or is this a normal thought process uh it's normal yeah it's extremely normal i mean uh i don't we've been through this many times uh unless you are absolutely positive you want to have a threesome it's sort of like children unless you're absolutely positive you want children don't do it because there's a lot of possible issues that could come from it i think threesomes are the same like unless you uh really really want to do it uh don't because there are too many well this one i think the mmf is or mfm or whatever one is even trickier because you're engaging like this basic biological thing in men where it's like men want to our brains want to know that the babies that our partners have are ours. Mm-hmm. And whereas a woman in an MFF situation, like there's actually not necessarily a drive for her to prevent you from impregnating other women. There probably is something like that. But as we've discussed many times, I mean, that's not, it's, it's more understandable that a woman could tolerate that better. But like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a deep desire for a man to like prevent this. Right. Oh, an MMF free threesome. Yeah, yeah that's right. Isn't that what this guy's talking about? Well, he doesn't distinguish between MMF or MFM. Well, he said another think, man entering her. Yeah, I think he doesn't know the difference between MMF and MFM. In both cases, okay. another man might enter her. Oh, does MMF specifically mean the third, sorry, the second man doesn't penetrate your partner, your female partner? No, it just means the MMF just implies that the men do something together. So right. for example, our earlier discussion, like the man could give a blow to the other for some period of time. And there is porn of that, of course. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so most men, what they think they want is an MFM or women or whoever wants this. They think I they want, want an MFM. Women. Of course. And that, I, and my point was just that that threesome, I think is more likely for the female to be able to tolerate. Uh, and it's just, I, I'm basically doing that from first principles on like right. what makes sense biologically. Right. But regardless, right. I mean, yeah, like he, he, yeah. So yes, it makes sense because deep down in his brain, his brain is thinking, oh, you're going to raise someone else's kid. Right. And that's extremely bothersome to men. Right. I mean, this, yeah. this person is just a boy. I mean, he has his girlfriend on a pedestal and the way he thinks about sex is sort of immature. Like, I feel like sex is something important that we share with each other and only each other. Okay. Well, <laughs> 
it's like he thinks he's going to marry this person. Uh, sure. And then, yeah, we have sex on a very regular basis and it's long, fun, and enjoyable for both of us. Uh, Obviously not enjoyable enough for her. Yes, yes, that, that she is uh, constantly bringing up having a... A a second man enter the picture uh, sort of betrays that. If cock were a little bigger. Right. Or if only you weren't so sensitive. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, poor guy. Yeah, don't don't do it. Um, Yeah. All right. That's enough for today. Uh, Listeners, congrats on making it through the full hour of episode 67 of Your Mileage May Vary. As always, we pay $10 for any feedback we receive. So to get that easy money, just send us feedback to at YMMVPod on Twitter or by email at YMMVPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next week on Your Mileage Major. Je me goûte.